Welcome back to Bible study. Paul's letter to the Galatian church. We are now in chapter four. And welcome back, John. Welcome back, Derek. Thank you. Welcome back, all of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think uh, we're gonna read from chapter four, verses four to 11, and then uh, Derek will read, John will pray. I will pray. I'm gonna pray after Derek has read. Thank you very much. Just waking you up, John. Chapter 4, verse 4, Galatians. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir, heir of God through Christ. But then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather, are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements, to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid for you, lest I have laboured for you in vain. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that uh, you would speak to us again um, from this uh, passage of, of Paul's letter to the Galatians. And uh, we know, Lord, that uh, oh, it's not a waste of time and we're not wasting our efforts. And every, every um, word that proceeds from the mouth of God will not return void. And we ask, Lord, that you'll stimulate us as we uh, consider um, these truths today. Amen. 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 Yeah, I'm just conscious what, what a, um, uh, a flop it would be if we said, well, just pray, let's open in prayer as the Lord leads. <laughs> and you've got the television cameras waiting, you know. It's much better to volunteer people, isn't it, in a prayer yeah. meeting? <laughs> so I've been in some evangelical prayer meetings where they, you know, there's a, you know, an intense competition going on in terms of the, the size, length, and grandeur of the prayers. But there are other times when you you leave it open, as it were. <laughs> it's just a long pause, a long pause. Uh, try and try and improve on my <laughs> spontaneity. Chapter four. Verse 4, it's, uh, whether or not we get to verse 11, it, it, it does fit together, doesn't it? Mm. Who's kicking off? I'd like to kick off because I think we're, we're about to move into a, a slightly different phase, if you like, of, of, of Paul's letter. And um, it, I think because it's been hard work, Probably hard work for the viewers and hard work for us. We've enjoyed it, but let's not pretend it has always been easy um, to plow through this vitally important material. I think we probably need to summarize for the viewers where we've come from and where we're going to. Of course, we start off at the beginning of Galatians where Paul says, Who, who's leading you astray? You know, th this is a perverted gospel. This, this message you're hearing is not the gospel of Christ. In fact, let's just go and remind ourselves of what he says. Um, he says, I, in verse six of chapter one, 
I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him, that's the Father, who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Yeah. So that's his starting point. Mm. And, and from then he goes to expound why this is so and why it must not be so. Um, and that's what we've been ploughing through. We, we, we've hit a couple of wonderful uh, sex, a couple of verses in here, I think particularly of Galatians 2.20. You know, let, let yeah. me just read, read that. Yeah, please do. Um, 2.20 and 21, really. I have been crucified with Christ, Paul proclaims. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. So now Christ is on the inside and able to live his life through us mm. and achieve what he wants to achieve in our lives. You know, and, and because this is fundamentally a grace message here, allow the grace of God. You know, it's interesting that Paul says grace to you. From, and peace from God, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's one of the way he opens his letters. Yeah. But we need that grace operating in us. It's not that Paul's praying it is going to endow us with any more. We have the grace of God. We have the spirit of, of the Lord Jesus living on the inside of us. And he wants mm. to live his life through us. And mm. we, can, we constrain him by moving under law, mm. thinking that it's by our efforts thinking that we can achieve something for God, whereas God wants to achieve something for God through us, which is a completely different perspective. Yeah. And so we lay ourselves open to legalism, we're very open to it, um, by just thinking we have to perform. And Paul's saying, no, 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 no. And the way it's operating for the Galatian church is that those people who've converted from Judaism are still wedded and one can understand why, it's, it's easy to criticise, but still wedded to a lot of those ways that they've grown up with. And they're trying to pull the other people, the, 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 the Gentile Galatians, pull them under with these legalistic requirements. And Paul says, no, yeah. no. And he, he, he then goes on in, into Galatians 3, he's unfolding his argument. And we get these, again, these pivotal verses in verse 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So here we have the sense of direction. Mm. Um, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what Christ has done for us. This is what is available to you. Do not allow it to be perverted. You, you misunderstand that this, this gospel mm. is rooted in, 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 in recent history, is rooted in Abraham and not in Moses. Mm. That's where the promise resides and that promise is going to be fulfilled in Christ and you will be born again, you have been born again into Christ. Yeah. This is so important and so we spent a long time going through, through yeah. chapter 3 yeah wading through this and the untils the, the until right. the sea wading, wading through this understanding what the law is we we as christians we need to understand what the law is we need to understand the purpose of it the law is holy paul tells us in romans but it, and its purpose was holy um, but it wasn't very pleasant and it could never 
ever lead to salvation because it wasn't designed for yeah. that. Mm. Salvation has always been through yeah. Jesus and the cross. Yeah. The Old Testament say, saints are saved through the cross. The problem that we have, if I can just expand just a little bit longer, the problem that we have is that um, we understand at least we jolly well should, having, having gone through this. We understand that we are free of the law. It has no place. But we will still find the law operating in our lives. In, in, you know, we have days when we feel down and depressed or whatever. That's all the law. We should be full of the joy of the Lord. But we're not because things are not perfect. Things in our lives are not right. You know, there's this, it's a, the, the law and grace dwell in our hearts and, and, and there's a, this constant flow to and fro. And I'm reminded of, of Psalm 42 mm. because I just want to illustrate yeah, this point. I don't want people to feel defeated because the reality of life is that we aren't always full of the joy of the Lord. Yes. Yeah, we should be and one day we will be, but the reality is that we're not. And why is that? So if we look at Psalm 42, mm. oops, I've gone too wonderful, far. Wonderful, wonderful Psalm. Sorry, it's taken me so long. That's okay. There's no, there's, we've got no legalism in how long it takes to get <laughs> no, to the Bible right. verse. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking really, Verse 5, mm. I mean, you, the whole thing leads into it. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So there you've got, the law has got the upper hand, as it were, in your life. Yeah. You're feeling all sorts of reasons that the joy of the Lord is gone. Let's read on. Oh my, verse 6, O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of, of Hermon, from the hill Mitzah. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime mm. and in the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. You see, so he's, he, he, God is silent. He's in one of those, and we've all experienced it. God is silent. Yeah. He, of course, he's not really silent. Yeah. Things are going on, but we will find ourselves down and depressed from time mm. to time, feeling that God is distant. That, in a sense, is the law operating in yeah. us. It's like our flesh, as it were, getting the upper hand. And, and the, the eternal truths that we are privy to, that have, have been embedded in our very soul, in our spirits by the Lord, just feeling a bit distant and yeah. offhand. And so don't be discouraged. No. The psalmist experienced exactly the yeah. same thing. Um, the Lord has not gone away. He's still there. And the antidote is put your hope. The antidote him. is to put your hand and to know that you are under grace and what yeah. that means. You are free of the condemnation of sin. The curse of the law has been nailed to the cross. Yeah. It no longer has a place in your life. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And so we went through chapter three. It had a historic place. It had a historic role. It was the tutor. There was a chronology. There was a chapter of history and God's plan. And there were the two untils. It had this role until the seed, until mm. the faith in the seed, yes. until we uh, came, as it were, into Christ. And then until chapter four, verse four, when the time had fully come. Mm. That's it. Yes, it's all building up to time. this great time. Yeah. 
of the coming of the Messiah. Because yeah. from the fall, God announced mm. there's the coming Messiah, yeah. the seed of the woman, and he is going to bring restoration and yeah. salvation. Yeah. And so everything's building up and God is preparing the human race, if you like, for the coming of the Messiah. Mm. And in chapter four, he's talking about, you know, the, in a sense, an analogy with the ch when, you were, when we were children, mm. uh, even though we're destined, you know, yeah. when we grow up to inherit the yeah. whole things, yeah. we, we are put under restraint. We are put mm. under, uh, it's almost like being a slave. You're under bondage, you're under yeah. control. Mm. And um, he's talking about being under bondage, under the elements of the world. And in particular, yeah. the Jews were under the law, yeah. under that bondage. But, but that was part of God's preparation mm. and teaching them through the ceremonial law, um, preparing them for the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. And, and then we come to born that. Born of a woman who was born under the law. Yeah. So we come to born that, yeah, great moment. By the way, yeah. John, excellent summary. Oh, thank and you. It, it's always good for us to sit back and look at the grand theme. Yeah. You know, and, that, and you really expressed it mm. brilliantly. Yes, yeah, so. So yeah, the fullness of time had come. Yeah. So God picked a particular moment in human history. I mean, one could even talk about that, yeah. you know, about how every, all the conditions were perfect. Mm. You know, in a way, the law of Moses had done its work. It's revealed mm. what God is like. It revealed the ceremonial law in great detail, all the details of the Messiah. Mm. Um, the Roman world had brought peace to the whole area and so that travel was easy for the gospel to spread. The, the, the Greek language and the Greek culture had, had kind of created again a, 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 a unity. A milieu. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, which would maximize the preaching of the gospel. And of course, the New Testament would be written in Koine Greek, the, um, yeah. the common language. Yeah. So there's a sense in which the whole stage had been set yeah. for God to, to bring forth his son Genius, uh, not by accident. I mean, it's, it's not by accident, mm. is it? The stage is set. Yeah. The stage is set. In the fullness of time, God planned it out. I mean, I believe it was uh, after 4,000 years, four days, you know, that, that God has a timetable of human history. Yeah. And uh, Christ was, was going to come at a, at a set time mm. that he ordained. Uh, let me throw this in, actually. Yeah, well, no, I've, I didn't mean to go there, no, but go. Uh, I've got, I've know, got I believe thing. a day with the Lord is a thousand years. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that the Passover lamb is set aside from the foundation of the world. But in the Jewish symbolism, again, in the, in the ceremonial law, the Passover lamb is set aside on the 10th day of the first month and he's sacrificed on the 14th mm -hmm. day. So he's set aside four days before he's sacrificed. Mm. And so this is a picture of Christ was set aside from the foundation of the world yeah. to be sacrificed after 4,000 years. And if you Amazing. do the Bible chronology, I mean, I've done Which a book you, on I this, uh, The Keys of Time. Yeah. Um, Christ was sacrificed on God's redemption calendar 4,000 years. It's stunning. And also yeah, this, perfection. this, you know, perfection and Lazarus. And then we have the next two days, which is pretty much the church age, yeah. takes us to the end of the, the 6,000 years. Yeah. And then the final day, which is the millennium. So I think that's kind of God's structure of time. So we're knocking on towards that, you know, yeah, 10 years from now is about, it's about the 2,000 years since we're, the we're crucifixion. 
it's, it's quite stunning, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah, God, it's like a, a sunset. And there's a wonderful song by John Fisher. The rocks are in their places. The seagulls look for theirs. The sky has turned a yellow gold. You know, and, then, and then it goes on, and then it says, we're about to see the setting of the sun. But then he says, and we're about to see the glory of the sun, the real one. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's like everything, everything slotted into its place. I absolutely believe in the sovereignty of God yeah. over time and space. Absolutely. You see the four days as well with Lazarus. You see? Yes. You know, when, when Jesus wept over Lazarus, it wasn't just his friend Lazarus. He saw in Lazarus the death that had gripped the human race for 4,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. So Lazarus represents the whole human race under spiritual death and physical death. Yeah. And Jesus comes after four days, after 4,000 yeah. years, and he declares, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah. He's the life for our dead spirit, and he's the resurrection for our dead body. Yeah. And he comes and he demonstrates what he's going to do. Mm. He, he now, mm. uh, Lazarus, come forth. Yeah. And that's a picture of he's come to, to bring us resurrection in our spirits, yeah. Yeah. and he will also resurrect our bodies. Mm. And it's when it says, isn't it? I mean, when the time has fully come. So even in his life, his mum, Mary, you know, had obviously received the promise from the angel Gabriel. She thought, well, let's get on with it sort of thing. You know, when the Lord entered his ministry, he said, my time has not yet come. There was even those yes. extra couple All of years way. were critical to the time being perfect. Yes. God's perfect timing. And... and the time, they, there was an expectation in the ancient world of mm -hmm. there was a great of course. Messiah. And I think it's probably based on Daniel's 70 weeks. Yeah. Um, I've done a book on that, yeah. but basically, <laughs> it, you know, it's a time prophecy. That's right. And however you do the calculation, you know, you, it basically shows that, that Christ mm. needed to come when he did. Yeah make atonement for our sins at around AD 33, mm. uh, and, and it predicts that. So God set the time, and therefore he had to be born uh, roughly when he was born, mm. um, because God is going to... Don't say roughly, we're talking about God's perfect time. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I believe it was on precise timing. Yeah. I believe it was the Feast of Tabernacles. That's right. And yeah, then so 33 right. and a half years later, he would die right on time. Yeah, uh, to fulfill the 70 weeks of mm. Daniel. Mm. So praise God. Yeah, yeah, so that all comes from when the time had fully come. Fully come. Sovereignty God of God, isn't it? The sovereignty I of God. I totally believe it. Yeah. Um, you know, let's emphasize, people say, well, why does this happen? Why does that happen? Turn around and say, look at what has happened. Yeah. You know, you can, as you say, you can be so downcast yes. and forget the promises. Yeah which is ridiculous when the, the promises are so glorious. Verse 4 is one of these great verses because it's got a lot in it. it. It's like God literally sent forth his son. Don't that keep saying forth, by the way, because we've, we've had chapter 4, verse 4. <laughs> we've had Lazarus, you know, coming forth. <laughs> but it is <laughs> on the fourth day. Because it's I know. ex apostolo. Yeah. So it's to send forth, but I know. the emphasis is... Ex. And the reason I mention that is... Um, that it shows that he is pre-existent. Yeah. God sent his son. So he is saying that the son is God himself because yeah. he didn't just become 
into existence. That's being very important. That's very, Isn't very that an important, important one? Yes. Because we, that it's there in in the sending forth. He was he was born he, of he a woman. He already. was born under the law. Yeah. But the, what pre uh, you know uh, over is preeminent over that is he was sent from before time. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Which is powerful against all those oh, who argue against the Trinity, the anti Trinitarians mm. who, as far as I'm concerned, you're one step removed from the flat earthers. Yep. But <laughs> John, there we are. That's a turn of phrase. <laughs> that, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> No, that, but it is. It certainly isn't scriptural. The scripture no. reinforces time and again about the, the Lord. Son of God is yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. pre-incarnate. God, God the Son. God gave His Son. Yeah. God sent forth His Son from heaven, and and so He was b born of a woman. Mm. Again, that refers to Genesis three fifteen. He is the yeah. seed of the woman. That's the key, isn't it? He didn't have a natural yeah. human father because God was his father. So he was the seed of, of the woman in, in that prophecy that so he would crush the head. Yes. So that seed keeps reappearing. Because normally you would name a, a person you know, in the genealogies after the father. That's right. Not, not the mother. Yeah. So he, here is talking about the virgin birth. He was born without sin. Which was necessary for him to be born without sin. Yeah. He, he is the perfect yeah. God-man. But he is born of a woman, so he is a man. Yeah. So he's the perfect God-man. Mm. And um, born under the law, which means born as a Jewish man. Yeah. And he fulfilled, he needed to fulfill the law yeah. perfectly yeah. in his life. Um, to so redeem those under the law. Yes. It helps, doesn't it? Yeah. The fact that he was born under the law. You know, there's a legitimacy there that he's, he's born under the law to redeem those who are under the law. He was born from outside somewhere. You know, it, it's like God had to come to earth as it, and become one of us. He became, you know, being found in human form. It was necessary. Mm. It was necessary to be a redeemer. He had to be God and man. Yeah. I can, let, can I go to Job 19? Because no, this is no such we don't allow that. Oh. No, no, um, no, Derek, you've because, got a cheek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's to understand who, who yeah. to be a redeemer, yeah. um, he had to be God hmm. uh, and he had to be man. It's yeah. in the nature, only God has. But my point is, did he have to be born under the law as well? Did he have to be born under the law? But anyway, carry on with this first before. Screw it up. Uh, and Job 19.23 um, says, Oh, that my words were written, that they were inscribed in a book, that they are engraved on a rock with an iron pen and lead forever. In other words, Job's got a revelation. Mm. And he says, Oh, that this would be written down forever. And of Remembered. course, it does get written down as part of the word of God. Mm. And this is the revelation that God showed him. For I know that my Redeemer lives. Yeah, wonderful. Now, this is big because what it, we wouldn't realize is that a redeemer in the Hebrew scriptures, Gael, has to be a relative, right? Not just anyone can, be a re can redeem you. Yeah. It has to be a relative who can identify with you. So the redeemer, to redeem Job, it, it has to be a human being, which he would have understood would be the Messiah, the seed yeah. of the woman. Mm. But Job is revealed that his redeemer lives. Mm. In Probably a, in the first words, book chronologically to be, have been written. Some say that. Some say that. Okay, carry on. I'm not sure. 
But uh, I think he's around, around the same time as Moses, myself. Okay, good. But my Redeemer lives. In other words, he realizes that Jesus, the may not have known his name, but the Son of God is the Redeemer and he is in heaven. Yeah. So, and uh, he shall so stand... So in Job uh, 20, uh, 19, verse 25. 25. Mm. And this is the revelation that the Redeemer is God in heaven, mm. whom we now know is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he shall stand at last on the earth. This is the yeah. first coming. Yeah. This Redeemer who's in heaven is going to come to the earth. Yeah. At the fullness of time. In the he fullness has to of become time. a man. That's the first thing. Yeah. He has to become a man to identify with us, mm. to pay the price. And to redeem means the payment of a price. Yeah. He has to be God because only the blood of God is sufficiently valuable to pay the price yeah. for our breaking of the law, yeah. uh, but, uh, but he has to become a man to identify with us mm. and be our substitute. Yeah. And then he says his redemption will be effective because he says, after my skin is destroyed, yeah. in other words, after I die, this I know. <laughs> I know, it's so wonderful. And in my flesh I will see God. Yeah. In other words, the, by the redemption, I, know. I will receive a resurrection body, a glorified body, and in my glorified body, because I'm redeemed, I will have face-to-face -face fellowship with God. Mm. This Redeemer is going to do everything that I desire. Yes, and and what an awesome revelation here. It's an absolutely awesome revelation, and I'm holding myself back from singing Handel's Messiah. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> I had a, there was enough singing too. last week. I know, it's People wonderful. say, oh no, not him again <laughs> singing. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, oh no, uh, we've got you going now. <laughs> Redeemer lives. Redeemer yes. lives. And we, he shall stand, he shall stand at the last day. And though worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh, flesh. I shall see God. What a wonderful, yeah. um, Handel got it, didn't he, mm. as it were? He got yeah. a handle on it. Yes, um, that's awesome. You know, praise the Lord. That is so, thank you so much for reading that, those two verses. Uh, that, that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so the tune is just going round and round yeah, in my head. So, so special. Um, Back to Galatians. I thought it'd be quite neat because the Galatians was Paul's first letter and Job, but if it was the first writing and within that he had that revelation. Yeah. So it was from ancient times. Mm. And, and, the con and the only God can to be the Redeemer because only he mm. can possibly pay the price. Mm. But uh, it's one interesting detail is it says, he came to redeem those who are under the law, but the the is not there. Mm. So in other words, he came to, to redeem those who are under law. Mm. Now, that just extends it to, to all of us because... Can I pick up on the family bit? So you said that you had to be a, a member of the family. Of the human race. Yes, which is really interesting because we then enter into the family, as it were, of God. Um, so and we enter into the, the, the seed. But, you know, there's a poetry in it, isn't it, that he came and entered into yeah. the human family. I, if we accept his redemption, yeah. we enter then, into the... Then we enter into the family, family. become co-heirs. Yeah. He's our brother. It's just mind-blowing, actually. And through Adam, we're all related anyway, yeah, in we're some way. In exactly. the family, yes. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of a joke that you, you may have heard, that the yeah. father and mother and the, the, the daughter says, you know, mummy, I don't understand because you say that 
I'm, I'm in the image of God, you know. Mm. But, but Daddy says that we're descended from monkeys. Mm. And the mother says, well, dear, I'm talking about my side of the family and your father's <laughs> talking about his side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you got it. No, that's great timing. Great timing. So talking about timing, this is what we're talking about. The time, the time fully come and we're, we're going through now. Um, well, you asked the question. The Messiah. What, did, he, he, did he have to keep, come under the law? That was the key question, yeah. yeah. Because in a sense... You nearly got me off the trail, yeah. but I, you know, I'm glad you... <laughs> well, it, it's like he had to identify completely. And he came, first of all, to the Jewish people. So there is this aspect that he, first of all, had to identify with, with, with the Jewish people as, as their, mm. their head. And he had to keep the law perfectly. He, Yes. Which it, the law of God perfectly, the, and particularly the moral law, but all the other aspects of the law all, too. He? Yeah. he had to keep it perfectly because he had to offer up a perfect righteousness, a righteousness that fulfilled That's God's right. law every, every completely. Aspect, every aspect. Because on the cross, he would offer up his righteousness. In the first three hours of the cross, the burnt offering, he would offer up his righteousness for us. And then on the second part of the cross, he would take our sin, our unrighteousness. Yeah. He, in, there would be a great exchange on the cross yeah. whereby he took our sin and he can offer us his righteousness. Yeah. So in a way, we were all under the law and he talks, that's why I just mentioned, he came to redeem those under law. Yeah. Because even Gentiles in a sense are under law. Mm. And we've all, so it's think of the law as an exam, you know, we might get 5%, we might get 10%, 50% even, but all of us fail because there's only one pass that's mark right. and that's 100%. That's right. So Jesus came and took the exam mm. and he got 100% mm. and then he gave us his marks. Yeah. He gave us his righteousness well as, a, as a free gift. So well put. You see what yeah. I mean? So well put. So he had to come under the so law. Uh, and he had to keep it perfectly. Well, he said he came to fulfill the law as well. To so fulfill the law. Not only to sort of, as it were, obey the law, he came to fulfill the law. Exactly. To another level. He, he said to the Pharisees, you, you, uh, no, he said to the people, mm. you need to have a higher righteousness than the Pharisees. Yeah. They, they think they keep the law, but they, they don't, not, certainly not in their heart. Mm. But I've, I've come, and so Jesus by being perfect and fulfilling the law, he could first of all pay the price for us, for our law breaking, yeah. but also to give us his perfect righteousness, his Absolutely. perfect marks. Isn't it a blessing to listen to this, John? Yes, it is. It is such a blessing. You know, just talking about the exchange and the maths teacher saying, <laughs> you, know, you can see it, that is a very brilliant analogy about him giving us his 100%. Yeah, we're pretty, that's and we're clothed, we we're, have achieved. Like, we're clothed with Christ. Yeah. And we're clothed with his righteousness. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I, I did enjoy what John said the other week about being clothed. That really hit yeah. home as well. Praise God. Praise God. So to redeem those who under law. Yeah. And we even if we we're not Jews, we we are aware that we have broken God's law. But Jesus has paid the price. He's taken And then the we can be, you know, receive the full rights of sons. I mean, it's... Yeah, the adoption of sons. Yes, that's right. That's um, weothasia. And that's the word we have, weos. We yeah. talked about, that's right. which is mature sonship. Yeah. Thasia is to place. 
So again, it's talking about when a sun, and it fits with what we talked in previous mm. weeks. When, when the son has reached a certain age of maturity, he, the father, places him as a son. He declares him yeah. to be a weos, yeah. a, a son. And, th and that can be translated adoption. Yeah, weos phase, yeah. yeah. So in that, in the mo what he's saying is the moment we receive Christ, we put our trust in Christ, God actually says, mm. you are now weos. You are, even if we're just born again. <laughs> yeah. It, from this analogy, we, we now come into our inheritance. Mm. We are now not under the slavery, under the tutor, under all of that, under bondage. We, God now sees us as sons and we inherit the full promise of salvation. Do you know what I'm starting to think, John, is that as a Bible study, we are just now getting into that phase of, be, of sonship, you know, <laughs> of yes. maturity. You know, we had 20 years, nearly 20 years yes. of, of yes. Rev TV and the Bible studies, but sitting here with Eric is such a privilege. And in one sense, we've had to go through all the previous years, but it's such a blessing, Derek, I have to say that. I honor all of your study yeah, of is. these scriptures and of the Greek original, because it's, it's something that's you know, having had many, many years of experience, I, you know, we, we weren't ready to study these scriptures 10 years ago in one sense. You know, we've, we've reached something here. So I just wanted to uh, just enjoy the moment, as it were. Mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is um, adoption of sons is really uh, the legal side of it, yeah. I would say. It's like, you know, in John 1.12, it says, those who receive him... Mm. Uh, he gave right the right to become children, the right of God. to become yeah. sons, of God, sons of God, so, yeah. even those who believe in His name. Yeah. And then it goes on to, for the, to give the dynamic side of it: mm. who were born yeah. not of not flesh, of human choice, not of the husband's will. Yes, yeah, that's right. But of born. God. Yes. Now there's two things going on there. There's the legal sonship. We we were given. Yeah. We are adopted as sons. I mean, one great analogy, isn't it, of salvation is we, we are the sinner standing before the judge and we are guilty, but Christ comes in and through his intercession, we are forgiven, we are justified. Yeah. But then the judge takes one step further and say, I'm not just going to forgive you and acquit you, I'm going to adopt you as my son. Yeah. I'm going to make you, you know, this, is, this goes beyond mere justification. Mm. This is now adoption. Yeah. I am now adopted yeah. into God's family. But it goes further than that. It says we're born of God. We're actually born of God. <laughs> it's, and so, it's so interesting. Well, so we so have the legal status of sons, but it's, that's not all. We become actually his sons through the new birth. Yeah. And, and we are regenerated mm. and we are, we are born of God. Yeah. And, that, and then that's why he says that we might receive the adoption of sons, uh, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Yeah. So it's not just a legal thing yeah. that you've been made a son. We're spiritually born. The Holy Spirit's come into us, and he makes us his sons. I think, I think Roger Price would be pleased to see you sitting here, and, and I used to listen to a few of his tapes as well. I look forward well. to meeting him. In, yes, yeah. yes, but, you know, there is a kind of... Yeah, as it were, at the fullness of time. Yes. You know, 
I'm not saying you're the Messiah, but I mean, <laughs> Derek has arrived at yes. Bible study in God's timing. And, yes. that, you know, however many, it may be, boy, do you know, it would be 30 odd years ago. Mm. I was listening to his tapes it or was, more. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, so, um, and, you know, we're sitting here and we are, as it were, fruits of, uh, a fruit of, of some of this ministry which inspired us to really mm. dig into God's word. Praise the Lord. It's good stuff, isn't it, John? It's absolutely wonderful stuff. Yeah. 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 To, be, to be born of the Spirit of God, to be born again, to and be the, spiritually alive. And, and just it's a sort of higher level than just being legally a son, exactly. isn't it? It's kind of disappointing it's, in a way you think, oh, I'm, I'm an adopted son. Yeah. But that's only part of it. It's the legal side comes first, but this all happened in a split second. Yeah. But you, did, aren't I right in saying that the adopted sons under Roman law had all the rights, if not more rights, than, yeah. than a naturally born son. Yeah. Or the same, at least. They certainly yeah. was the same, at least yeah. it was not less. Yeah. Um, and they right. had particular protection as well. You couldn't be unadopted. Mm. They became oh. the real thing. I was just thinking of Ben-Hur and the consul, you know, where, yeah. he, where he inherited the whole lot. And then he gave it up again, <laughs> you know, in front of Pilate. But you know, do you know what I mean? He was adopted. It's such a long time since I've seen <laughs> I know. Well, well, wait for Easter. It's good to watch his Wait for Easter. I watched The Matrix again recently. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, really fascinating. I have never seen that. But, but, but Ben Hur is one of the watching, things watch we, watch, we would watch Especially the, the epics. First one. It's yeah. not the Christian analogy. Yes, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah very, very good. No, I'm just, I'm just saying about adoption. Yeah. You know, he was adopted. And, 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 and that is a wonderful truth of adoption. But it does, again, we, we might think then that we have this second-hand relationship with God, but, no, but actually the adoption then also mean the, adoption, the, the reason why he emphasizes that is we are now placed as mature sons. Mm. So we are now no longer under the bondage of the law. Yeah. That applied to the childhood yeah. state yeah. of existence. Mm. But God now relates to us as mature sons. Yeah. And he makes it real because immediately he, um, he makes us his real sons. Yeah. We have the life and the nature of, of God, in, of Christ in us. We, he, if we are literally the sons of God, in a way, we have his spiritual DNA. Whereby we, we are cry. like our Father. Yeah. So we, now we, don't, we shouldn't need that external control telling us, you must go to church, you must pray, yeah. you must do this, you must do that. You, must, should, tu you must turn up to Bible study. And, yeah. uh, you know. it, should come, it should begin to come out of our hearts. Yeah. If, if we are true sons of God, the Spirit of God is in us, and we are sons of God, we are like our Father, mm. and now God is saying, I'm, I'm trusting you now yeah. to, to, to now, th that life that I've put in you, mm. just live it out now. Yeah, yeah. And it, it says in Romans 8, his, wit his spirit witnesses with our spirit, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It's another you do need parallel. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, need it's, to it's, it's interesting that, because I, I, a lot of people, and I like this for a long time, you think, I don't hear my spirit crying, Abba, Father. I, I don't, you know, I don't have any desire to, to, to say it. But again, we're coming back to the difference between the carnal man and the spirit man, the inner man. Yeah. Your inner man is, you can't hear it necessarily, but he's, your inner man is in constant communication with the Lord and crying out, Abba, Father, yeah. Abba, Father. 
you know, help me, Father. Whatever it That's is, fine. is crying out constantly, mm. and the Lord hears it. And, and, and I spoke earlier, was I, I can't remember if it was today or last week, but I, was, I think it was today. I, I was referring to um, Moses when he reached the Red Sea with mm. this mob behind him and the sea in front of him, and the scripture says, why do you call out to me? Um, the Lord says yeah. to Moses, but he hadn't, but he had. Yes. You see, he had. His spirit has said, I'm a father. Yeah. I need help here. Yeah. So this is going on constantly. You might not be aware of it. Mm -hmm. And where it talks about, you know, with groanings, that Holy Spirit, with groanings helps Words you cannot But it express. doesn't mean that you have to hear it. That's right. We're Words told this is, what is, this is what is going on. It's not necessary that you've heard it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a sort of intercessor in very close communion with the Lord, it might have some sort of manifestation in your life. But if you're just what one might call a bog-standard believer. Yeah. I mean no insult, yeah. Yeah. but you understand what I yeah. mean. It's still happening. That's right. Your spirit is still saying, Abba Father. Yeah. Mm. The spirit is constant willing. communication. The spirit is willing. The yeah. flesh is weak. Yeah. The old man is, That's right. is weak. The That's spiritual right. man yeah. you know, is reaching out, reaching yeah. out, yearning, All the time. yearning. Yearning for the Lord. The spirit, soul, body. And I always find it helpful to understand mm. that, you know, in our spirit, as John was saying, our spirit is born again, and the Holy Spirit is in our spirit, lives yeah. in our spirit, yeah. praise God. But what we are conscious of is, is we are, you know, if we are a soul in our mind, will, and emotions is what That's we're right. conscious of, and our soul is also connected to our body. So That's we're right. spirit, soul, body, yeah. and the soul, in a sense, is we, we, a lot of our attention is on this natural world. Yeah. And so we are not necessarily always hearing what is in, happening right. in the spirit. Exactly. Right. But as you say, the more it's we pray, the more we yeah. focus on the Lord, we, we begin to uh, yeah. realize that the life of God is in our spirit, that the Holy Spirit is speaking, Yes. and, um, it, and it is real. It is real. The physical world is very distracting, isn't it? The material it is. world, the sensual it is. world, it's it very, is. the emotional world, it's, it's very distracting. Our, 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 Success, for want of a better word, that our success in our spiritual walk is not dependent upon the performance of our flesh. And yet, because that's, that is often our starting point and we realize how badly we fail, but we don't fail because the born-again spirit man is in constant communication with our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? It's yeah, good to... Um, good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's good. To, it's assuring to know that. Because um, we should put together the Romans verse with yes, this. Yes, please one, do. Because yeah. they, they say it two different ways. Yeah. God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into our hearts. That's the Galatians yes, right. 4, 6, crying out, Abba, Father. That's right. There it's the spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. Yeah. If you go to Romans eight fourteen. Mm -hmm onwards, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Yep. So if you're a son of God, we're a real son of God, the Spirit's in us, mm -hmm. we're regenerated of our Father. Uh, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, mm. so the same thought, we are no longer under external bondage, yeah. uh, but you received the spirit of adoption. Mm. Mm. In other words, when we were adopted, placed as we are, as sons, yep. Yep. We also received the Holy Spirit that made us real sons, yeah. as it were, yeah. um, by whom we, we cry out, Abba, Father. Yes. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're actually regenerated children of God. Yeah. So, 
in one it says it's the Spirit. Sorry, we cry out, Abba Father. Right. In the other one, it's the, the Spirit. Spirit. Isn't that That's special? how it works, you see. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is in union with our spirit. Our he inspires us yeah. and, and we speak it out. Yeah. So even when we just say, Our Father in heaven, yes. mm. see, we're, we're speaking out. Mm. Yes. That our prayer life now, and one of the things he's saying is, before one's prayer life was this ritualistic type thing, you know what I mean? We, we're going through these, these motions. But now the Spirit's in us, we, we're praying, yeah. Abba, Father, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Israel, you hear that a yeah. lot, don't Abba. you? Abba, Abba, Abba. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just the natural, <laughs> instinctive, mm. um, and that's what our prayer life should be. Is, is people, we can overcomplicate prayer, but it's really just that's us right. as sons. Yeah. Talking to communing, our daddy, yeah. communing, Abba Father, yeah. and just talk to, just the more you throw away the kind of outward legalistic formulas, mm. and just come to to Father, yeah. Abba Father, in that spirit, you'll you'll hook up with the Holy Spirit. Yes. I think more. Yeah, I because think so. it's because of legalism we get trapped in the externals, yes, yes. and we lose touch with the with what's going on, reality. What's go what is actually going on in reality? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. It's very exciting. The Spirit the, the, intercedes for us. Yeah. So we can be trying to be the interceding. We, we try to do the Spirit's work for him sometime and we make such a hash of it. Yes. And we get very legalistic about it and ritualistic. Yeah. And, and quote the scriptures which we've learned by heart, you know, and it's, it's dead. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Mm. As, as Derek says, you know, we, we can just start that Abba Father. Yeah and allow him to minister to us and, and, and then the ministry will come back yeah. because he knows, he knows us mm. and he knows what we need even before we ask. Mm. Sometimes I find legalism and ritualism is, is from unbelief because... It is, yes. Because I don't believe the reality That's is in right. me yeah. that I feel that I have to That's right. put on this outward form. Yeah. But if I can relax and say, no, Christ is in me, yeah. the Spirit is in me, yes. if I just give up that attempt to put on the outward form, yes. I will experience that reality. Yes. In fact, that's a good place to, to talk about be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. Good. We don't have that's to right. say anything yeah. because the Spirit's communicating anyway. You could just keep your big mouth shut that's right. and, and allow this communication to go on and eventually it will manifest in some way according to God's purpose in, let your, your, words, in your mouth or let in your, your head words, or in your whatever. But it's going words. on anyway. Exactly. And let your words be few. Yeah. Be still could be translated cease striving. Yes. Yeah. That's in, yes. in your own strength yes. again to to yeah. perf to perform to some external requirement. Yes. To stop all of that. Yeah. yeah. And um, let God be God. Yeah. yeah. And and it will flow. Exciting. And then you then you children speak will out. you be quiet? I'm, I'm not saying to you. Yeah. yeah. And will you listen? <laughs> yeah. You know, children tend to just yap, yap, yap. You, you go into a, a classroom at an early age, it's just a, a cacophony of noise. <laughs> uh, but as, as they mature, you know, they've become more listening. But stillness is more of an The internal... more you know, the more the, you know that what you don't know, yeah. <laughs> and the more you want to know, and there's more to learn. Yeah, sorry. No, children. no, I'm just... Yeah. Stillness is an internal quality. Yes. 
that means you could be silent if necessary. Yeah. But it's more to do with, I like to think about like the, the spirit is the melody. Mm. And, and we're meant to be the harmony. The soul is the harmony. Yeah. See? So we're, we are, but what happens is the soul is trying to do its own melody. Yeah. As well yeah. as our, we need to be still and stop that, our soul taking charge. Yeah. And then when we're still, we will pick up the melody that's coming from the spirit. Yeah. Then we harmonize with that. Yeah. And so if God is giving you a shout, yeah, you, right. then you shout. Yeah. But if, if, if God, it might, be, it, it might be just stillness, mm. and then you stay quiet. Mm. But however God is moving you in the melody, you then yeah. obey that. You go with that. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, but it's really an inner, it's not so much, well, I'll be silent for half an hour. No. It's it, no, that, being in tune Even with that the is, is trying That's to right. live yeah. by an external standard. Yes. Um, I'll do this discipline in prayer now. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's learning to be quiet on the inside mm. so that I can hear his leadership and, and go with that. Wonderful. I, I think this is huge, hugely important. I, really hugely yes. important. Yes, absolutely. Because we know how, how we each have struggled in prayer and how all our viewers struggle in prayer. It's a human condition, but this is the answer. Mm. What Derek has said, this is the answer. Yeah. Let go and let God yeah. be still and know that I'm God. And yes. as Derek said, it doesn't mean being silent, mm. but it does mean being calm and quiet mm. while you, is this not in making noise again? No, you're right. Oh, no. It stopped. No, no, it's um, <laughs> be calm and yeah. quiet because the communication is going on. Yeah. We, we, we've hit mm. it. Uh, your spirit is crying, Abba, Father. There's something yes. going on. You can't hear it. Yes. You don't need to add to it. That, that is, it, 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 you don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit does. Mm. That's what the scripture tells me. It does with groanings. We don't have to hear the groanings. Absolutely. And, and you don't have to add to it with, with your vocal cords. Yeah. You might, but don't feel burdened to do so. And as you become quiet, as Derek says, you'll begin to learn to hear the voice of God and learn to hear and sense the leading of God. Mm. We don't give him a chance. What a blessing. And praying in tongues is really like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were all filled with the Spirit and yes. they, they did the speaking yes. as the Spirit gave them the utterance. So when you pray in tongues, you're, you're practicing that. Yes. And, and um, the Spirit's saying, Abba, Father, but then we need to Yes, it's it. Say Abba Father. That's right. And then the, that's the flow. Well, I find sometimes that when I'm praying, or if I'm praising the Lord, I suddenly realize that I've been praying in tongues. That's not been a conscious yeah. decision of mine to switch to that's tongues. Right. Mm. It's happened that I haven't even noticed the transition. Mm. And I think, oh, I'm speaking yeah. in tongues. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then on the other hand, coming back to our grand theme, I have been in situations where it, 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 there was a kind of legalistic praying in tongues, oh, you yes. know, people yeah, were, you know, this was that. the format, so now you, yeah. Um, yeah, you have to go point. with the format, as yeah. it were, and that isn't, that isn't what we're talking about, something yeah. rising up from yeah. within. I think when you're in a public meeting with others, yeah. there obviously has to be, yeah. you know, some leadership. That's right. So yeah. when I'm a pastor, I say, well, let's all, yeah. let's all pray in tongues That's now, right. or let's all praise God in tongues, yes, you right. know, yeah. and in a way, but one tries, to be led by the Spirit That's in right. that way. That's but right. when you've got a corporate situation, yeah. You, yeah. you have to have some kind That's of right. leadership. Exactly. Exactly. But certainly in private prayer, 
but even in, in people leading, uh, just throwing in uh, yeah. another side from experience, so, um, in uh, leading people to uh, pray in tongues, it should be along the lines that we've been saying rather than some of what I've seen, which is literally coaching people, <laughs> you know, in how to, you know, and literally getting the old movement going on the Adam's apple, you know, and all of that. That's not, that's not spiritual. So, yeah, it's, it's just trying to learn how to do something which you, you don't learn, it's, it's God-given. There's always a danger, you know, when God has worked in a certain way, yeah. that we then try to imitate that. Yeah. Well, you know, God moved in this way and we yeah. did this and that, it was awesome. Yeah. So now we think we can just yeah. reproduce that it's the problem. In, in the flesh. I mean, I've you seen know, it because I've been actually up at the front in, 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 in meetings, you know, where, you know, I've been asked to, to help lead and, and I've been witnessing the very first hand, you know, come on, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, you know, and it's just, that's not, it should be something deep from deep within. Yeah, so from deep within. I mean, I do encourage people, you know, you have, some people do get stuck with tongues, you know, and yeah. they're, they're, they don't yield their tongues, they're yes. scared or whatever. Yeah. And so it's all right to encourage people, look, as the yeah. words come to you, yeah. speak them out, don't be shy. Sure. You know, we encourage sure. that, but it's sure. no good, as you say, yeah. Yeah. just forcing people. Yeah. So. Or to be enslaved into these very eloquent, you know, English language prayers. You know, a lot of people are imprisoned by that, aren't they? So it's very good to be able to, to escape out of, out of our human language, as it were. Yeah, and trying to intellectualize it and yes, things like yeah. that. Except when you, read, when you read Thomas Cramner, some yeah. of it is just absolutely yeah. glorious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might be absolutely as transports yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to say, we're now really the, the old clock, you know, is ever present. So we're right down to our last minute, and um, yeah, the fullness of time. We'll get <laughs> to verse Bible study. It would be um, nice if we hit verse seven quickly. Very quickly, really Therefore, quickly, because this just sums it all up. Of course, it does. Therefore, you are no longer a slave. You're no longer under the law, but a son. Yeah. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Yeah. We are sons of God, and sons inherit every blessing. Right. You, you have it all. Got it. Praise Wonderful. So, yes. Yeah, so the beginning of the chapter was, you know, you're a child and an heir, but um, being a son and an heir is something, you know, at another level. Sonship, growing up, that's what we're trying to do here on Bible study, nearly 20 years, and let's all grow up into Christ. See you next week. <laughs>